0: Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that would change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. So I want to share a message with you this morning entitled, The Power of Encounter. The Power of Encounter. Uh, Because that's the series. I thought we may as well just make that the title of my message, hey? The Power of Encounter. Um, If we can turn to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 15 together, uh, that would be awesome. We're going to start here this morning. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 15. Amen. Church, can we just bow our heads and pray together um, as we get into this word this morning? Father God, I just thank you for Encounter Church. I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for all of the beautiful people who make uh, up this church, Lord God. I thank you that you are moving in and through every single one of our lives. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for every single one of our lives. And I thank you that it is not by accident that we have gathered here today to glorify you and to hear your word and to be changed and transformed by the encounter that we have with you. And so God, I know that my words and my abilities and my talents can't change that much. But God, when you speak your word into every heart and every life in this room, I know that lives can truly be transformed. So God, we just invite you to come and have your way. Come and encounter us today, Lord God. We're hungry for you. We wanna encounter you. We wanna welcome you into this place in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, amen. 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 Awesome. Uh, Well, the power of encounter, I want to focus this morning on the encounter that we have with the Holy Spirit. Because as Christians in the New Testament, the New Testament clearly shows us that after that encounter with God at salvation, we can have continual encounters with God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can have overflowing encounters with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 says, and do not be Drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The words in the Greek here mean uh, be continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31 says, And when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. "...and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continue to speak the Word of God with boldness." Acts chapter 13 and verse 52 says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So on multiple occasions, we see the disciples of Jesus and the believers, the New Testament believers are having encounters with God through being filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the love of God, filled with the joy of God through that encounter with the Holy Spirit. And this message this morning I would love to share with you is a message about us being continually filled and encountering the Holy Spirit in our lives. I'd love to um, have a look at um, the illustration of a man... Of God in the Old Testament, a man named Jacob who had an encounter with God um, and used this encounter to illustrate what happens in our lives um, when we truly do encounter the Holy Spirit. So if you could turn with me to Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22, this will be our main text for this morning. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22, it says, "'And he arose that night and took his two wives and his two female servants.'" And his eleven sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob saying, tell me, then he asked, Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the socket of Jacob The muscle that shrank, which is the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip and the muscle shrank. I'm just jumping back to Genesis chapter three and verse six to eight. It says, and the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he is coming to meet you. And there are 400 men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed and he divided the people who were with him. And flocks and herds, camels into two camps, thinking, if Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the camp, then uh, the camp that is left will escape. So what's happening in this passage of Scripture is this man named Jacob, this man who knows God, this man who was born as what's called a supplanter. His name was supplanter, meaning that he always tried uh, in his own strength to get what he could. He tried to take what wasn't his. He tried to take the place of other people. And he did it by his own strategy, by devising his own ways and his own means. This man, Jacob, has finally come to the end of himself, this man, Jacob, finally couldn't rely on himself anymore and he was in a place where he had greatest fear, when where he had feared the most. So Jacob gets to this place after living an entire life from birth of self-dependence, of making it work for himself, of getting what he could and, and devising ways to try and get ahead in life. He came to this point where he had no answer. He came to this point where he was so afraid, He came to this point where he is, was full of worry, he was full of anxiety, and he didn't know where else to turn. The Bible tells us that uh, Esau, in, in verse 6, it tells us that Esau, his brother, was coming at him ready with 400 men. Now, Jacob was so afraid of Esau. If you don't know the backstory, the reason why Jacob was afraid of Esau was because. Um, Jacob was not a smooth operator. Jacob had really ticked off his brother and um, I don't know if you've got any sibling rivalries. I have a younger brother and a younger sister and so they would always annoy me growing up. Um, I love Turkish delight and so you know they'd be like hey would you like some Turkish delight and always blow the like the powder in my face. That was like their classic trick and uh, yeah I'd be in the bathroom. They'd like open the bathroom door while I was in the in the bathroom and yeah so So it was a sibling rivalry. It was just annoying. I don't know if you've got a a great relationship with your siblings or if there's a bit of rivalry there. Um, But this was like a family feud. This was a rivalry that was taken to the next level. There was um, killing and murder um, that had sort of been thrown around, these these ideas of of killing killing Jacob. And and it it was a really bad situation for Jacob. So Jacob comes to this point where he's about to face everything that he's never wanted to face. He's fearful, he's anxious and he doesn't know where else to turn. He's overwhelmed because he can no longer depend on himself. He can no longer rely on himself to get what he needs out of the situation. I don't know if you've ever felt like you've come to the end of yourself. I don't know if you've ever felt uh, maybe in, in your parenting or maybe in your marriage or maybe in your business or your study or your career, you've come to a place where you're like, God, I don't know what else to do. In my own strength, I can't do this. I need the help of God in this situation. And so Jacob gets to this place. Jacob uh, is in this place where he doesn't know where else to turn. And the Bible says um, that he has an encounter with God that literally changes the course of his life. And so Jacob gets alone with God. We see the first thing that happens in Jacob's encounter with God is that Jacob makes room for God. He makes room for God. He sends his family and he sends his wives and his children and all of his stuff across the river and he stays the night by himself alone with God. He makes room for God. I want to encourage us this morning that the greatest thing that we can do when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we've come to the end of ourselves, where we feel like, hey, we can't quite rely and depend on ourselves for the results that God is calling us to, we need to make room for God in our lives. Amen. We need to make room for the Holy Spirit and His power and His strength to come and be made perfect in our weakness. So Jacob makes room for God and we see that God encounters Jacob. God wrestles with Jacob. At the time, Jacob didn't know that this was a picture of God, that God was um, appearing to Jacob. Um, But later on, he says, surely I've seen the face of God. Surely I've wrestled with God and prevailed. And so we know that he's wrestling with God. Now, I don't have any children um, but as far as I know, um, you know, when parents wrestle with their children, they're not wrestling with their children to break their leg, right? Is that true, Pastor Mike? 90% of the time, you don't want to break their bones. Um, but you, you're wrestling with your kids to be intimate with your kids, to strengthen your kids, to... to um, To help your kids be strong kids, you know, especially your boys, I guess. Um, And in the same way, God is not just wrestling against Jacob. The Bible says that Jacob wrestled with God. He didn't necessarily wrestle against God. He's wrestling with God. So Jacob gets to this place of encounter where it's God and Jacob wrestling with Jacob. Wrestling with Jacob's past. Wrestling with Jacob's self-reliance. Wrestling with Jacob's self-dependence. And we see that God wrestles with Jacob. So God, uh, Jacob makes room for God and God wrestles with Jacob. God meets Jacob and he encounters him. My first point this morning is that when we make room for God... God will encounter us. If we, The Bible says when we draw close to God, He will draw close to us. He will draw near to us. And so I want to encourage us, encounter church. If we want to have an encounter with God this morning and in every uh, meeting that we have, if we want to draw closer to God, we need to make room. We need to take some time to say, God, I need more of you. Um, John the Baptist said, less of me, I must decrease and he must increase. Is that anyone's prayer this morning? God, let us decrease. And would you increase? Would you overflow in our lives? The second thing that happens um, with Jacob is that Jacob holds on to God and God blesses him. In verse 26, Jacob holds on to God and God blesses him. The Bible tells us that God blessed him there. And um, in the same way, the Holy Spirit, when we encounter the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit blesses us. The Holy Spirit is there to bring the blessings of God into our world. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit is a deliverer of the love of God in our lives. He's a deliverer of the joy of God in our lives. You know, when we, have an encounter with God and we have these times where we say hey let's just wait on God we are waiting on God to receive the love of God and to receive the joy of God and to have that communion with God where he will confirm his love for us. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He delivers his love, he delivers his power into our lives and all these blessings um, that come. So Jacob uh, holds on to God and God blesses him. He blesses him. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm very thankful that um, we can send attachments with emails. Like, I'm thankful that I don't have to send a carrier pigeon to Pastor Mike if I need to send him a document or, you know, a fax, like send through the faxes or mail him. I'm thankful that I can send attachments and it's just so easy and it's so quick and so efficient. Um, But if you're anything like me, I always forget to add attachments to emails. Does anybody else do that? And you have to send the like email of shame where you send them a second email and you're like, sorry, I forgot to send the attachment. Here's a a second email that shouldn't have been sent with all the attachments. You know, God never forgets to send the attachments with things that he sends to us. When the Holy Spirit comes into our life, he comes with all the attachments. He comes with love. He comes with power. He comes with joy. He comes with strength. He comes with blessing. So when we encounter the Holy Spirit, we are encountering everything that God has for us. Psalm chapter 68 and verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. God comes with benefits. He comes with everything that he has and he pours it into us. So the second point today is that Jacob held on to God and God blessed him. So the Holy Spirit blesses us uh, in our encounter with God as well. The third point this morning, maybe if uh, Jeremy could um, join me. The third point is that Jacob allowed God to tell him who he truly was. In this encounter with God, Jacob is encountering God. He's wrestling with God and um, God um, tells Jacob who he really is. Jacob says, this is who I am and God says, this is who you will be. Do you know what? It's in the presence of God that we can say, God, this is who I feel like I am. I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I don't have the strength. I feel like I'm not everything that I need to be. And God says, hey, this is who you will be. This is who I have called you. We see with Gideon in the Old Testament, we see that he says, I'm the weakest God. And God says, I'm making you a mighty man of valor. I am making you a warrior. I am gonna lead you into victory. When we have that encounter with God, even though we feel feeble and we feel weak, God comes and he confirms to our spirit who we truly are, who he's designed us to be, who he's created us to be. He formed us um, and he has designed us perfectly. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We are children of God. The Holy Spirit comes and tells us who we are, that we are children of God, that we no longer need to carry shame and condemnation and fear and worry and anxiety because we are children of God. He speaks into our identity. He tells us who we truly are, who we're born to be, who he's created us to be. We are children of God, children of God. Of God, and you know what? In a world where identity is under attack, and where you know there's so many multiple ways of trying to find your identity and discover your identity, and, and we have a world who doesn't know where to look that's trying to search like, who really am I? Where can I find my identity? And they're trying to find it in so many different ways. God is saying, hey, I know who you truly are. I know who you were born to be. Only I can speak into that area of your life and help you to flourish and be satisfied in who you truly are. We come to the end of that journey We come to the discovery when we find ourselves walking into the household of God. We find ourselves walking into the family of God and we discover who we truly are in Him. The Holy Spirit confirms to us that we are children of God. The fourth and final thing that we see in this encounter with Jacob is that this encounter that God has with Jacob changes the way that Jacob walks changes the way that Jacob walks. In, in uh, Genesis chapter 32 and verse 25, it says, When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Verse 30 and 32 says, So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he pa- passed Penuel, Limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. So the Bible tells us that. God is wrestling with Jacob and he sees that he can't prevail against Jacob, is that because the God of heaven and earth didn't have enough strength to take Jacob out in that moment? Absolutely not. Of course, we know that that's completely illogical. But there was something in Jacob that just wouldn't break. There was something in Jacob that just wouldn't let up. Jacob was still so self-dependent and so self-reliant saying, God, I'm going to get everything I need from you through my power and through my strength. And all of a sudden, all God does is he just touches his hip socket. And his hip is thrown out of joint. And the Bible tells us that after this wrestle, after this encounter... Jacob leaves that encounter forever changed. He never walks the same way. His hip is always from that moment on is always affected by that encounter. So much so that all of the children of Israel wouldn't even eat the meat that was around the hip socket because they would remember what God did in Jacob's life when he transformed him in that wrestle, when he encountered Jacob. What happened with Jacob when Jacob became deficient in his hip, is all of a sudden he became deficient in one area so that he could become so, so dependent on God in another. His deficiency represented his dependency. As he became deficient, as he became weak, he was then made strong. He left that moment knowing, hey, I don't have to depend on myself anymore. I don't have to rely on myself anymore. All I have to do is rely lie on God. And when I become dependent on God, that is how he will use me to create a great nation. That is how God wants to work through me in the future. So we see that not only did this encounter change Jacob's life, But it changed a generation because they looked back and said, hey, we need to be people who aren't reliant upon ourselves. We need to be people who are reliant upon God. We need to not be dependent upon ourselves. It was a constant struggle for the Israelites to not rely upon themselves in the way that they wanted to do things, but to rely on God and trust God um, to deliver them, trust God to bring them the victory. As As we encounter the power of the Holy Spirit, our walk changes. The way that we walk changes. We are empowered to walk in the ways of God. God says, my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 says, but I say, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. How can we overcome the things of this world? How can we overcome the ways of this world and the desires of this world and the things that would try and pull us away into sinfulness and try to pull us away from the blessing and the purpose and the plan and the ways that God has for our lives? We simply need to walk by the Spirit. As we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, as we encounter the Holy Spirit, He empowers us to walk differently. He empowers us to walk in the ways of God, the true ways that God has called us to walk. An encounter with the Holy Spirit confirms that we are children of God pours out the blessings of God, the, ho- the love of God, the joy of God, the strength of God, the power of God. And an encounter with the Holy Spirit also enables us to walk in the ways of God. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you're able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We'd love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.